Welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. It's your girl Kimmy. And we're back on the porch today, bringing you real down-to-earth conversation about the hottest topics. And we're here today, and we have a real hot topic. We're talking about why us black women struggle to feel enough. This topic is near and dear to many of us women of color because it covers um, the feeling of being inadequate, dealing with self-esteem, and even the part of um, mental health awareness. So today, before we get started, I want to first introduce um, who's on the porch with us today. So Dr. Tina, how are you today? I'm well, I'm well. Enjoying this this time of rest, I guess, but I'm doing well. <laughs> that is good. So tell tell the people about a little bit about you so they have know, you know, a little bit about you and um so they can be able to eventually reach out to you. Okay. Um well on a day to day basis I help a lot of people um overcome the challenges that they face. So I'm a psychotherapist and a coach. And I help people just get um, to this thing called their best life. So I see a lot of clients daily, and I also work with organizations helping them deal with stress management, team building, and also diversity and inclusion. So that's my life in a nutshell. Every day helping someone to be better. That's awesome. I, I, I'm sure that your day is full. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> I know your day is full. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, some days I, I look at the at at you on Facebook and I I want to you know send a secret message and say help <laughs> <laughs> help me with my day <laughs> you know because we all we all have we all have these struggles you know and um you know a little bit of nice neck lip gloss can hide a little bit of it but it doesn't you know take it away so um you know like i i do i I have i highly respect you dr tina and um i I thank you for being on on the porch with us today celeste how are you today I'm doing well. I'm excited about today's episode. I am too. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. A person, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, even questioning myself with my relationship with God, you know, that's that's a question that I don't think anybody should have because that relationship is personal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's huge, you know. That is really huge. So when I think about some of the therapy sessions I've had in the past, and I say this openly and honestly. Not just because Celeste, you're a life coach, and most definitely Dr. Tina, Tina, you're you're a, a certified therapist. I say this because therapy is is for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. I say this because the struggle is real. It's real. So um, I'm glad that you guys are on here because first and foremost, you know, I think that the the, the the audience listening, they're going to be listening with a third ear. They want to hear transparency from us to say, hey, I struggle with this too, but what can I do to help myself to feel a little bit better? Because everybody wants to feel better. I you know I told somebody this the other day. Happiness is my number one thing. If you're not 
making me happy. And I'm not talking about, you know, you're entertaining, you're entertaining me. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. but if you're not making me happy, I, I just can't stick around. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I can't stick around for, I'm getting too, I'm getting a little older and I don't want to um, entertain a lot of foolishness. So, you know, I'm going to, you know, everybody's going to borrow time once you get past the 5 old mark. So you don't want to be playing around. You see what I'm saying? You really don't. You don't want to be playing around. So, um, to that, I just wanted to let um, Dr. Tina take over and start with um, some open discussion questions that we may have. So, Celeste, you know, you can pose this first question to Dr. Tina, and we can start discussing from there. Okay, well, I guess I I, I wanted to know, I have a personal question, because I wanted to know whether or not society has put us in a position where we will not share our struggles mm-hmm. are we are we afraid to do that because of the superwoman syndrome or most african-american women that we so strong that we just we never need help and we can do everything and is that one of the reasons why if that is really a syndrome that we don't share our struggles well you know what i, I feel like this Sometimes when we share our struggles with people, right, we open up and we share and we think that we can trust somebody only to find out we get attacked. And it could be someone that looks just like you and I mm. or someone that looks different. That as soon as we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, right, mm-hmm. and open ourselves up and we finally take that leap, we sometimes jump in the wrong direction. And when we talk about, like, how we want to be perceived, because sometimes we may not know everything. But if we share what we don't know with someone and they crucify us, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it just makes matters worse. But sometimes we keep that stuff in and we stuff it. When we don't know, we try to figure it out. And I can speak from my own personal experience. Like sometimes when I don't know stuff and then I ask somebody, and depending on their response, will dictate whether or not I will ask them again. And mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that when I don't know, I just do my research. When really, honestly, we should be able to have a support system that help us so mm-hmm. often. We, we just we just feel like we're walking on um um ice or like you know that ice is about to crack so we're we're just comfortable with it mm-hmm. sharing like our own inner stuff because again sometimes people may not make us feel too good and also too we may not feel too good about our own self yeah that feel you know, like we gotta wear these masks and and I know when you mentioned something about. We got our lip gloss on, we got our makeup on, and we look real good on the outside because we got so used to being able to fake the phone. Let I know that's it, right. It, think I'm okay, but for me in my world, when I see that everything is put together, it makes me want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Okay. And when you take off the MAC lip gloss, what is it when you take off all the 15 foundation and all that nice stuff? <laughs> Who are you? Did she say 15 foundations? She said 15 foundations. <laughs> 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 it's like, who are you underneath all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying mm-hmm. to hide. And, and, and some of that stuff we're taught. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I'm glad you said taught because I had this conversation with Celeste. And Celeste, what I tell you about my mother? I said, That's right. I told her I can't go to my mother's house and I like to wear scarves like in a little knot and stuff like that. Oh, if I go to my mother's house like that, she's going to side eye me. She's like, you're not coming up in there looking like that because my mom is just a certain way and that's just not acceptable. You know, so 
you know, all during my life. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't really care now. I can, I wear sweatpants, and you know, I told Celeste, I said, um, I, I'll pull my hair back in the ponytail and have the biggest bun back there, like so be it, because I feel more confident now as I'm older than when I was younger. But my mom was side eye me, and I tell my husband, watch when I go in there, what she do. I said, because I'm gonna wear this scarf just to piss her off, because she gonna go in, she gonna say. like that just kind of weaken you and your throat but I'm I'm like so past that but you make a really good point you know that that the outer shell is um usually at hot and something else that's that's going on but I like that yeah and when you talk about like super um woman syndrome right it's pretty much like talking about how women neglect themselves so they could be perfectionists in a different role uh-huh. to achieve and we're talking like almost like two two different angles of it, but we just feel like we gotta manage like the career. We gotta schedule the doctors appointments. We gotta do this. We gotta do that. At the end of the day, we can sit down and think that we still didn't do enough. Yeah, it's always something on that to do list. It's always something that we need to add. And and no matter how much we add, the question is, when is enough enough? And when is enough? that I could say that I finally slam dunk and made some major strides and major accomplishments. So I think we got to be very careful of who voice we're looking at, listening to and what we're really benchmarking ourselves against. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's major. That is major. That's major. That is major. So I, I guess the question is, you know, um, choose your support wisely. It's so difficult though because to the doctor's point, you there are so many of us that are in the same space. So even if you do have a good circle of people, if they're not got gotten to this place themselves, they can't even help you. They can't even help you. It's like talk because I think I'm very open. I'm I'm probably too open, Doctor. Doctor Tina. I am who I am, right? And I wasn't like this all the time. This has come over years. But even when I do, I get the side eye. I get the side eye like, I don't know, girl, because, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> you can't be yourself? Oh, no, 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 I can't. No, I'm going to have to do all of these nine jobs here because, you know, even though nobody else is doing it. And I'm trying to grow, and it's hard when you don't have a support system. Mm-hmm. That at least we can help each other grow, you know? It's really it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's um I don't know, just to to keep it real, I think that that's another uh layer of the onion that has to be be peeled back because mm-hmm. when we start talking about support systems and we start talking about women of color, then we start getting to other insecurities that's going on. Um that oh, yeah. yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> I I don't even like to identify with it, but it, it is it is the reality of it, you know, that we start um side eyeing each other, you know, for what mm-hmm. reason. The the happiness and joy is is just not coming genuinely, you know, so mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of where, where where do you lie your trust at, you know, and that's why when we give each other the sermon, and okay, if you only got one good friend in the whole world, you're doing really good, and that's not really, really bad. But um, 
that's that's the reality of it. And, and I just sometimes I used to beat myself up where like, gosh, I, I really wish it was different. But you know, I think that's a more of a cultural thing, and I could be wrong. But I, I'm sure, um, Dr. Tina, you you can probably contest to what you hear and what you see because I know you you keep it you keep it real. But I, that's how I feel personally. I feel like you know we fight a, a in, the war and then the internal war, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. it makes it hard to even have a real sound support system. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's just my feel on it. So, um, where where do you go from there? And then, then the struggle of, of that, you know. I mean, I was in corporate America for a long time. So, unless you remember, I was in corporate America, and it was... Um, and then when I even became an entrepreneur, it was just a whole nother battle over there. It's like, gosh, at the end of the day, I feel like I want to go to Sesame Street and ask for some friends. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I felt like. I ain't joking, y'all. That's how I felt like. Yeah. I want to go to Sesame Street and get me some friends off of there. But uh-huh. um, and I don't want anybody to think that I I am looking for somebody because I know the happiness starts from me. I get it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you want to you want to let somebody hear you, so that you can know that you're on the right track. You know, just confirmation. Like this right. is what I'm going to do. But mm-hmm. am I being crazy? And when you get, oh no, <laughs> you you just not going. You just not going to do the laundry. Like you just tired. Like oh no, not in my house. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's just really really difficult. Not that you're looking for validation, but sometimes you want to hear you're not going crazy because you know. Right, I guess the validation that okay, I guess you know, Dr. Tina, with the struggle of feeling struggle. I mean, you can't. I mean, and I guess you, you can tell us with feeling like this. What are some approaches that you tell people to say, you know, how to start to, I know you have to, um, I guess, look at the validity of your friendships to see if that is the correct support system. Um, Mm -hmm. But after that, where do you go with that? Where do you go to try to get on the road? Because, I mean, you're not the, you're not the cure all, the heal all to everybody because that's internally and, you know, some people got to accept where, where they're at in life. But where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Because that struggle is debilitating. Yeah, no, I definitely hear hear you. I hear both of you. I think for me, when I when I when I see people coming into my office and we talk, whether it's on a Zoom room or whether it's face to face, I always challenge people to look at themselves and look at their their foundation and look at the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, and really have them examine themselves. Because when they examine who they are and function that they see, mm-hmm. it will help them see why they migrate to some of the people that they do. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes we migrate. As, as crazy as this may sound, we migrate to people that have similar characteristics characteristics mm-hmm. as ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So we may say, well, hey, I don't like this about that person. But in reality, it's probably somebody that can probably say the same thing about us, right? right. And I know from mm-hmm. my own personal experience, certain things that I didn't like in other people, I was like, yo, I, I just I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my start point 
when people are telling me about their friend circle, right? Mm-hmm. I often ask them to put their friends all on a piece of paper and identify like key characteristics about them. Like, yeah, this is someone that we can hang out with, have a good time with, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. because it's important that you can understand what you can trust them with. Oh, because I may can trust one. you with telling you my deep, dark secrets. But then my other girl, I probably can trust her with just going out shopping and have a good time. But sometimes we get those lines um, mixed up. Mm-hmm. We expect mm-hmm. everybody to be our everything. We mm-hmm. expect everybody to do things for us that we won't even do for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, a good starting point with my clients is I tell them to get a, get a notebook, get a journal, and just start writing. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes when you just write and let things out, write how you feel, how other people may make you feel, you start seeing things. And when you start seeing those things, those things will allow for us to have some traction of moving forward in a different direction. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes we, we may have a feeling and a thought right in that instant, but we may not have no track record with it, right? So when we journal, we write things down, and some people may like to do the dictation, mm-hmm. it gives us a track record of how we're feeling, how we feel other people are feeling, how they're showing up for us, and also how we're showing up for them mm. because sometimes we, we think we the bomb mm. but we probably got a crew talking to, like they probably on the podcast talking about us how we not doing certain things how we not showing up right and that's the thing we got to be able to look at us the good and the bad right mm-hmm. the good and the bad that allows for us to do this thing called mature right and move forward differently and own our stuff we're so easily ready to dump off on somebody else. Well, yeah, they're not really good friends. Oh, yeah, they probably not showing up for me. I remember asking my client, I said, listen, is what they're saying true? Because she was saying how they were saying that she wasn't showing up for them. And she was like, yeah, it's true. I said, but now <laughs> they're not showing up for you. You know what I mean? It's clear. We reap what we sow. Mm-hmm. You ain't reaping into that friendship. And then when you need, need something more, it's empty because you ain't do your part. So sometimes we gotta really, we gotta really look at ourselves and not always blame shit and put it on somebody else because we we got some work to do too. We don't always smell so great on our side either. That's so a good so one. so so far. We on the right path. Remember, Kim, we had the same conversation. Yeah, we did. We, we did. just got like $500 worth of counseling in that one phrase. I know. I, I think this going to carry me through the year because um, I got to go look at myself because, you know, those same people that probably unfriended me, they didn't, I didn't did something. So I don't need to go. No, and no I don't think she's, I don't think about the same. I'm only joking. I'm just saying. I, I, I do. I do have my my people that I associate, associate in categories. So after we've done that and we've written down, because I do do a lot of that, and like you said, when I'm getting ready to go one place, I might not call Susie, because Susie might embarrass me, you know, whatever. So where do we go from there? Once we've identified where we're falling short and we're working on it, how do you connect with other people so that you continue to grow and you're not just in that circle you know, oh yeah, because that's that's thing. huge. That's huge right there, Doctor Tina. Being able to look at this on the paper because I love what you just said, writing it down. Because I'm a big, huge, organized person with writing everything down. Because I actually look at things in my journal from two years ago and go back. Oh. You know, it's just like probably some OCD thing I got going on. But I do mm-hmm. that because I like to see where I'm at now. But where do you say okay? 
Um, looking back, Becky over here, she um is my friend, but every time I tell her, uh-uh, she go and tell it. You know what I mean? And I didn't meet, you know, but I like Becky, but Becky is not my trustworthy friend and mm-hmm. I keep accepting this I already know how Becky is and I keep accepting this and it's not making me happy it's making me feel a certain way but I'm not dealing with it and I keep Becky in the circle and you know mm-hmm. I feel like I can't keep up with it you know what I mean I can't keep up with trying to you know feel like I can be sick you see what I'm saying? Because I'm not doing my part. My part. Because there is a part there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's true. So here it is. If you keep telling Becky your deep, dark secrets after Becky keeps showing you time and time again, who do you blame? Same on you. Same on right? you. So at some point, you got to wake up and be awoke. Because when you see that... You're sharing something. I, I remember this. I remember it was somebody I was sharing something with, right? And and really, I was sharing because they was asking me questions, and I was kind of answering their questions. So in a sense, they were sharing with me, and I was kind of adding on to it. But I started seeing some distension in the group every time we had these little sit down. And then one day I sat, and I really looked at the pattern. And I realized what the common denominator was, and it was her. And then I even reached out to a friend, and I was like, "Listen, I just need you to tell me the the pet the the the, the, <laughs> the personality of this individual, right?" Mm-hmm. And they confirmed what I knew, right? And this was someone I trust dearly. And when they confirmed it, it was up to me to keep having those conversations with her or to stop it, right? Mm-hmm. So I made a decision to stop mm-hmm. because I realized that's not the kind of friend, friendship that we can have. We can't have open, candid conversations mm-hmm. without you running and, and making it like it was negative. Because sometimes when we have conversations, it can go either way. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you have people that choose to be the negative anti and making it negative when it's not about that. That's just the twist that they put it on. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that I can still engage with her. Mm-hmm. But we're not we're not talking about stuff like that. We talk about the weather. We talk about COVID. Mm-hmm. We talk about whatever it is we want. But when it's talking about that stuff that's in a lot for me, mm-hmm. I, I I learned and, and and what's the definition of insanity when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. expecting a different result? Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. But I had to retrain myself when I saw her, and I realized uh-huh. when she came into the room, I, and instead of me seeing. Sitting in a safe place, I saw a caution. Mm, wow. And, and I realized this is a category that I had to put her in. I didn't disrespect her. I didn't treat her any less friendly. Mm-hmm. I just knew that this wasn't my safe space. But when I had my safe space, I just let it go. I ain't thinking about nothing. I'm just letting it go. But when I realized I had someone in front of me that I don't feel safe, I don't feel comfortable with, then I have to redirect myself. And that's so important mm-hmm. when you're in mm-hmm. your fragile space. You know, like if you want to gotcha. wake up and you're feeling mm-hmm. sad and you call all your friends and don't nobody answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And then you know this person that you can't trust is probably going to answer the phone. We just got to make sure that we're not thirsty and desperate to have anybody listen to what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because most things, some things, the majority of the things, we probably need to get on our knees and talk to God about it first. Amen. But often we run out and we run to other people, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm a firm believer. When, when I get on my knees, I come up different. 
When I give it to him, I come up different. And then when I have conversation with other people, I have a different level of wisdom and discernment because God will give you what you need. You just mm-hmm. gotta ask for it. Mm-hmm. And not be anxious. Not be anxious to get it out. Because all the time when we anxious to get it out, we wind up putting it in somebody's ear that's anxious to get it out even more. I know uh-huh. that's right. <laughs> I'm over here looking. I'm over here looking for my um my my um my insurance card because I'm about to switch therapists. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about to switch therapists <laughs> because it, this is real. This is yeah, real. Do you I want to be like you when you, I grow up, doctor. I know. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna switch my service too. I have federal blue cross and blue shield. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kim. I'm really, really trying to get my all my benefits from this, so I apologize. You funny? Listen, listen. I feel like this. I've been doing it wrong because I, Doctor Tina, I've been cutting people off because because I'm trying to grow on myself and trying to better myself, and I can't trust and I can't share. I've been cutting them off, so I need to learn how to just shift it and use my list for for what I need. You know, what serves me. Mm-hmm. Oh. But that makes sense. That makes sense though, because you figure if you cut it off, it can't impact you. You think about people that when they when they go in the hospital, if they have diabetes and then they gotta get their toe cut off, they get it cut off so all that toxicness won't can travel to other parts of the body, right? So in our mind, we say the same thing. Let me just cut those people off. But I believe sometimes people are in front of us and it's it's a, a test so we can get to our testimony, right? Uh-huh. And and everybody in our lives don't need to be cut off and I was guilty of that listen in my younger days you did something to me that was it I, listen, I, that was it. You talking to Kim now? You talking to Kim now? Right? <laughs> and just keep it moving and not think twice about it. And my sister had told me a story about me cutting somebody off. She's like, you you cut them off, and you just kept moving. And she said, you ain't fret, you ain't think twice. But then I realized life is about relationships, right? It and is. And if I cut everybody off. Then I and I always joke with my sister. If I cut everybody off. Who gonna come to my funeral, right? And that's the craziest thing I be at times. I'm like, I cut everybody off that did something to me. Who's gonna be left? And, 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 and here it is. It ain't always everybody's fault. Mm-hmm. I had to own some stuff. I had to mature. Right. I had to grow up. Mm-hmm. Even as adults, we still got stuff that we need to learn. Absolutely. We still need to mature, and we still need to grow up. So it ain't always them, but. When people when people um do things to us, we, we have a right to have a conversation with them, right? Mm-hmm. And we have a right to try to um to to be solution focused with that, right? So I do believe some people we need to leave right where they are, and then other people, you know, there's some bridges that can be fixed. Girl, I'm looking at my car for real because I'm going to get me some sessions with you. <laughs> look, look, I'm the pastor card. I'm, I'm in the contact list. Get ready to call. I'm I'm going Let's try to work on this. Look, Dr. Tina, I'm not trying to blow your head up, but look, I, I'm, I'm 52. And I have spoken to a lot of therapists. Not that I'm cray-cray, but I'm telling you, I have had the anger management, being mad at people, cutting people off, you know, and things like that during the course of a lifetime. But I have never heard anybody put it in the aspect of, one, ownership. 
because mm-hmm. that's huge. You know what I mean? That is huge. Yep. You know, it can be pointed in the other direction because, yeah, people do things to, to, to you all the time. You know what I mean? But where is your self-accountability in that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's Ooh. huge. That is really huge. And I, I, I applaud you for bringing that to the attention um, of us today. We, this, I'm, I'm very thankful for that, to be honest. All jokes aside, very thankful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you are. Yeah. So well, I thought I, I thought I was taking ownership. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought when I was cutting people off, I was saying, "Wait a minute! I allowed you to think you could treat me like that. Wait a minute! Cut you off." But now <laughs> I hear something different. I hear, "Okay, you know, it, it might be me. It, it could be, but I still need to." kind of swivel how I handle you and, and, and we can work from there and see if if, if it could work. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's the biggest message that's coming across. You know, mm-hmm. um when she just said about, you know, nobody gonna be at the at the funeral, you know, I just can imagine that that's kinda sad and depressed. I always figured that, you know, at my funeral I don't wanna be like, you know, the ghostly person in the back and hell ain't nobody but two people there, you know, like <laughs> that that's like God did anybody love or care about me? Oh, I forgot. I cut their asses off. You know what I mean? So it's like nobody's hanging around because I didn't give it an opportunity. Um, but I will say this much to that point. Um, I have learned to have a lot more patience with people mm-hmm. in the aspect of um, before I do cut you off, you know, to try to be civil in the fact that to say, okay, it's not that serious, you know what I mean? And that's probably where I'm getting beat up at, you know, Dr. Tina, where mm. some people are just taking that and almost abusing me, but that's where I need to swivel it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I'm mm-hmm. still giving too much bandwidth for them to um, have too much information about me, and that's something I need to own. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I, I appreciate from the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Celeste, you know, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt you, Celeste, but go ahead. No, 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 no. That, that that's exactly right. I'm, 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 this has been this is this is awesome. Yeah, this, this is awesome. Is awesome. Um, I, I, and I and I like the way the doctor tell us off without telling us off. I like that. You got no choice but to receive it. You know, absolutely. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. That's um. That's major. I mean, that's major. I just. I don't even know, like, you know, where to go from there. It's like, you summed it all up. I just had... Well, I, I, have, a, I have a way to go. Go so, ahead. So, we, we sound like we focus on all our issues. Give us an example <laughs> of some things you're hearing from women of color, other than the drama we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, in, in what aspect, I guess, what, like, how they showing up of not being enough, the super woman syndrome. Yeah. Yes. Well, just mm-hmm. not even a superwoman syndrome. Anything that's just resonating with you that you're getting a lot of. Especially okay, with women of color and, so, and struggling in that point. Mm-hmm. We, want, we want people to listen here that I think the biggest thing is when I speak to especially people that are my friends or you my, my associates, they have this almost this secondary life, Dr. Tina, that they, they put on the act before everybody 
but behind the scenes it's like the world of chaos is going on mentally you know what i mean and um they all they're they're almost to a point where they they're doing so many other things to keep it there instead of finding mm-hmm. some type of resolve so right. even in the aspect of i hope just listening to you today Dr. Tina it will drive them to you you know to speak you know speak something about how they're feeling you know what I mean so when she asks um what are you hearing we're not asking about your cases we're just asking different situations that you may be hearing so people may be able to relate to it well you know here it is so many um, women that I talk to, whether it's in the room or out of the room or, or wherever, even just conversations like this, is dealing with the imposter syndrome. I'm feeling like they're on platforms that they may not feel like they're even good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they may have all the accolades. They may have everything. But for some reason, when they get behind closed doors, they feel like they shouldn't be having a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And they're suffering with a lot of anxiety, depression, and the list goes on worrying, not sleeping, not eating, um, and just just not feeling like their best self. So one thing that um, I challenge people that I come in contact with is why? Why are you feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And who are you? Who are you, who are you comparing yourself to? Mm. And uh, many times people are on social media. Like I don't, I'm on social media, but I'm not on social media mm-hmm. mainly because it's a, when you when you when you go on social media, everybody living their best life. You got that God right. Forbid, God forbid you having a bad day, and you go on there. Everybody living their best life. So many people wind up being depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like they're not a part of, like, say, if they're not a part of different sororities, fraternities, and they just feel like they're left out, like they don't have the sisterhood. Right. There were certain things that they wanted to do, and now here they are, 50 plus, mm-hmm. and they're like, Dag, when I look back over my life, I feel like I really didn't do enough, like I'm not really measuring up. And here it is. My husband preached about it today. Mm-hmm. Like, oftentimes, we measure ourselves up against man's standards versus measuring ourselves up against God's standards, right? right. Mm-hmm. And if we actually really look at who we are putting in front of us to guide our lives, that is really the major thing. If we're looking at, oh my God, I, she got that Gucci bag and, and I wanted that Gucci bag, or she's on that for t- sorority mm-hmm. and I wanted to be on that sorority, I feel I feel lousy. You gotta really get to your why, mm-hmm. to why you feel like an imposter, why you feel less than. Because when you really start sifting that stuff out, it, it, it really don't make that much sense as you think it do. Right. Allow these clouds to just be all over and you not really grab them, catch them, look at them, examine them to really see if it, it really bears the weight that you're giving it, mm-hmm. then you'll be going around like in circles, chasing your tail, mm-hmm. trying to be like everybody else. And that's what I'm hearing. Dr. Scott, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like, you know, I got what it takes. I got this position, but I'm afraid they're going to find out that I'm not the real deal. Oh. And when they start pulling back the layers, I'm like, why well, you don't feel like the, that you're the real deal? To be perfectly honest with you, it's probably something that mom or dad spoke into their lives or somebody mm-hmm. when they was growing up pretty much told them that they wasn't anything, that they wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So now they became super overachiever. Mm-hmm. Everything that they do, they hit, they, they, they slam dunk it. But every time they slam dunk, they say it's not enough. And they're always trying to climb higher and higher. 
because they're trying to please that person in their past that's probably dead, buried, and gone, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to really ask ourselves, what voices are we listening to? What voices are we giving power to? Mm-hmm. And really start challenging that so we can live this thing called a better life. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Tina, I asked you to focus on something that didn't pertain to me, but you just went right back <laughs> to some stuff. Okay? <laughs> I, I, looked out, I looked out my window for a minute and it was like, uh, wait a minute, is she outside? <laughs> because, <clears throat> wow, wow. I know what you're I, talking I'm not about. Often. I'm I know. Not I, I know what you're talking about because I was like, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you just stepped on on our toes. Because <laughs> you, don't, you don't think that's what you, some of us do not think that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, wanted, I couldn't wait to tell you at the end that as a life coach, I make sure I make my point. Every time I speak to somebody and tell them, I do not have the credentials. I don't take away from all of the schooling that you have and all of the Mm -hmm. exposure you have. I always make that clear. And I think I do that a lot because it's clear I don't have it because I have the imposter syndrome. I want to make sure people know, "Eh, you know, I'm not even sure if I should be here, but I'm here. Oh, my God. But then that's when you got to challenge yourself and ask, what did... and I don't know where we are as faith based, but for myself, why do you feel that you were put on this earth? Because each and every one of us have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and we got to walk into our purpose. And we, every one of us have one. And I, I remember when I was a senior health care exec for years, and I got fired, right? And that's another story for another day that I can go into that story and tell y'all. But mm-hmm. that trial and tribulation, like, birthed so much out of me, right? But mm-hmm. had I stayed in that position... I would not be where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking in my and in my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So when people wanna <clears throat> when people wanna come up against me and say, Well, I don't really like her style of therapy. She ain't really a good therapist, it don't it don't shake me, it don't move me. Because here it is. I know God has called me for such a time as this to do exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So just because somebody else may say something or just because that inner voice, because sometimes it ain't even the outside. That inner voice may say, you ain't good enough. It's the inner voice. You think you all that. Mm-hmm. You think you all that. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to silence that inner voice. And I silenced it with reminding myself that I was told that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And I just keep Amen. agitating myself with stuff that I know that's going to produce permanent change in my life. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. not not no temporary stuff. Not because I got a nice bag and nice shoes. Because that mm-hmm. stuff is fleeting. That will leave me any moment. But I stand on what I know is solid. Mm-hmm. And I stand on the word that I know that when I speak it, it bursts life into me. Mm-hmm. I would challenge everybody, you got to figure out where you get your power from. Mm-hmm. Where's your power source? Because when you start getting low, just like our phones get low, mm-hmm. you got to tap into your power source so you can do what? Mm-hmm. Get power. Mm-hmm. When iPhone gets low, you don't want to see no red bars. You want to see that stuff turning green. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is that's going to allow you to turn green, when you start getting into the negative zone, we're going to call that the red zone, mm-hmm. you got to know, all right, listen, I got to tap into that and I got to get my power so I can get my mind right. Mm-hmm. And we all got to make sure we keep renewing our mind because if not, we start having a stinking thinking mm-hmm. and we start feeling like we're less than when we were told that we were fearfully and wonderfully mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my inner voice, definitely, because mm-hmm. I don't really get 
people who verbally say it. I'm, they might be thinking it, but Dr. Tina, I really don't take that much mess, so I ain't gonna say it out loud. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I sometimes, I, I know what we say we shouldn't question God. I'd be like, you sure you want me to do that? Like, <laughs> you about to give me some some special powers because I don't know I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. So that's the inner voice in me that's that, that's doubtful. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. Yeah. But you wow. know, you're, no you're no different than the people in the Bible when you talk about Gideon, Nehemiah. When you look at all these great people in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. God, when God has given them something, many of them didn't feel like they was worthy of. It. Mm-hmm. But if God has given you something. You gotta know when he said he's gonna be right there with you, he's gonna be right there with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And those negative things mm-hmm. that you have, because I get them too. I ain't trying to act like I don't get them. And sometimes they get the best of me, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I could be in the bed for days. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why am I in this bed? No shower, no hair done, looking real scary, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. I'm like ruminating. I'm having a flashback with something that ain't even so. But I'm allowing mm-hmm. it to grow into my life. And that's why you got to know how to speak life into your situation. Mm-hmm. And for me, whenever I start getting down, I have a playlist. It's called Me and God. Oh, okay. And whenever I start getting down, getting low, and not feeling my best self, even though it's hard to reach for that, I'll push it. I'll play it. And at first, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to hear it. But I'll play it, and next thing you know, it ushers me right back into the space that I need to be in. Music is my best therapy. Mm-hmm. Music helps me shake a lot of negative moods. So you got to figure it out does. what will allow you to shake, shake, shake it all. It does. It let me, It does for a lot for me, too. Music is, is a healer for me. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Yeah, I just... Um, this is so, this has just been an awesome, awesome episode. Phyllis, you got something else you wanted to ask? Um, I, I'm over here shaking my head. I can't. I can't. I know. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I can't. It's too much. I didn't prepare myself for. I don't know. Every time I do that, if I mentally think of something, I think that's my control mechanism in my head. Every time I. Um, Think of an episode being one way, it turns out to be something more famous. Oh, this was a blessing. This yeah, was a blessing. It, was, it came out so it came out so much better than I ever thought. Even though I knew it was going to be good, it, it it actually hit home. Um, instead of I'm sorry, everybody was listening, thought that me and Celeste monopolizing made a personal therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> but it was no. on point, though. It was doctor, definitely on point. Doctor said it was kind of the same thing she's hearing. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a blessing to be able to, um, you know, to be able to have this type of candid, relatable conversation. Um, and my, my hope and prayer is that someone listening out here, even if it's just one person that listens to this and is able to get the sense of direction on how to, you know, get on track of feeling better and knowing how to, um, start anew. I'll just say start anew. You know what I mean? And get into therapy. Get into therapy. Get into therapy with Dr. Tina. That's what I'm saying. Get into therapy with Dr. Tina. That's that's if that's if we don't take all the slots. She ain't gonna let us take all the slots. You're gonna have us blocked. <laughs> 
<laughs> let them two over there. That's wow. She will tell her secretary, they call, don't let them get through. I got, I got my other business to take care of today. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that awesome. was so awesome. And, you know, um, I just want to recap just one of the, the biggest thing I caught from this. And I hope you, everyone listening, Get a notebook. It's something simple and expensive. And start journaling. Journaling. Write down your feelings and thoughts. You know, it is something that you can relate back to. And it allows you to connect the dots. It allows you to see um, what's going on in your life. Because sometimes, you know... You can read it back. You know how visually you can't understand it? Read it. And then you can say, oh, well, this is exactly what this kind of person is. Especially the part where you say, write down your friends and start identifying your friends. That could be a that could be huge. You know, that could be an eye-opener for you. Something that you're not doing. I know I'm not doing that. But um, I do journal. But I'm just definitely going to do that, Dr. Tina, because... I think that not to prepare to cut people off, but to prepare myself to um, circumvent what I've been doing previously with them. Because, you know, it will help me self-identify and it will also even probably make a better relationship. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's that's huge. So, um, again, I thank you. I thank you for your honest and candid feedback today um, and your professionalism. It was so warranted and it was so needed. And I know that when this um, is heard, I think that a lot of people are going to feel, one, comfortable with coming to you, Dr. Tina, and um, most importantly, being able to self-identify. Uh, Celeste, you have any closing remarks you would like to say? I'm still shaking my head. Stop shaking um, your head. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I really appreciate today because I think that it helps me also, not just individually, but to identify with conversations that I'm having with others because I am just filling the gap to get them to you because most often I refer them to a therapist because I'm not. But in order to be able to understand them better, this has helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate, let me tell you, not only the professionalism and what you said, how you delivered it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, make you into a superstar, but that's major mm-hmm. because I didn't feel like I was being attacked. I felt like you were truly, truly trying to, you know, pour into me and bless me. So I, I mm-hmm. really uh, appreciate that. Because oh, Dr. Tina is a first lady. We just we I have I forgot to tell you she is a. You ain't beautiful, tell me that. No, she ain't tell us. She's a she's a beautiful blessed first lady. You know. I'm glad I was a lady on this phone call. No, I'm like sometimes I was letting a couple of the little bombs slip out, and I said, "Ooh, that I made me stop that." You know, because you know I some that I got that from my parents, though, Doctor Tina. Don't blame me. Um, but you can hear in her voice. She's a beautiful first lady. You know, and um, you could tell she was giving us she was she was giving us the word that like I said that personal relationship with God is one that only we can speak of but she was pouring into us today and I know she was pouring into everyone that's listening to this and I, I really appreciate that because but first before 
anything else, God is number one in our lives. And you can't mm-hmm. do anything. You can't function. You can't do anything. You ain't going to be here. You're going to be um, taking a dirt nap because then it don't even matter. Um, so, you know, we appreciate that. Um, you know, she has a, a she has a lot of credentials, um, but she's that first lady. And, you know, Joe Biden's wife, um, Jill, she, we know you the, you're going to be the first lady, but Tina the first lady, too. Dr. Tina's the first lady. The first lady. So, um, th- um, Dr. Tina, before we close out, we would like for you to share your information. So, everybody that was listening today, they have some way of reaching out to you and being able to connect in case they wanted to make an appointment with you. So, share on. Okay. So, I'm I'm on social media. I'm at Dr. Dr. Tina Scott. Also, too, um, my website is drtinascottlpc.com and my contact number is 215-519-2531. Awesome, and we'll definitely share when we put when uh, on the episode. We'll put it in the comment information. Um, and Celeste, please share your information as definitely as a life coach as well, um, because I know that you have a large platform as well, and I know that everybody's going to be grabbing and clamoring. Um, <coughs> nobody's going to contact me, um, but they'll be grabbing and clamoring for you, ladies. So Celeste, how can people reach you as well? Well, they're going to reach me to get to Dr. Tina. You find me. Celeste Davis. (laughs) CelesteDavis.com. That's the website. And I'm also on Facebook. And the Facebook group is under Fiercely Committed to Me. Um, And it's a private group. But if you want to come in and look around, you're welcome to do that. Um, I I will get my phone number. But I doubt if y'all going to have to call me to get to (laughs) Dr. Tina. But it's 804 415-8200 I'm going to say this that Scott is my mother's maiden name so mm. I'm going to claim you as family as of right now I know okay. that's right okay. <laughs> that's right I know that's, that's right. right so again yeah. I thank you ladies um, of course um, this has been an awesome episode and I am more appreciative than anything and I can't express how joyful this day has made me. Um, this is Less Chit Chat Sis. And again, I will say this, and this is my favorite saying pray about everything and worry about nothing. And I am Kimmy. I'm Celeste. And we'll see you soon. And Dr. Tina. And we'll see you on the course soon. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>